Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is now not just a war to help a, you know, a, a young democracy. It is, it is a war to take on Russia. And it's, mm-hmm. it was pretty explicit in those comments. Um, the way, and the U.S. has been much, much more aggressive with weapons, with aid, and with its rhetoric in the last, just in the last couple of days. Uh, and especially, you know, so it's now much more of a, almost a proxy fight between the U.S. and Russia going back to the old Cold War. I thought that was a pretty strong statement from Elizabeth Miller, who is writer for the New York Times, who's been covering the war in Ukraine this whole time, that this is a much more aggressive stance we're taking in terms of it being us versus Russia, and this is now a proxy war. Her saying that doesn't, you know, automatically declare it being so, but that's an interesting take. And uh, for better or worse, I guess. Yeah, it feels weirdly familiar for those of us who grew up in the Cold War, as there were proxy wars aplenty uh, here and there. And uh, and they did interrupt into a nuclear holocaust, by True. the way. I'm not saying it can't, but uh, they didn't. That's a good point. I did have a quote from one of your uh, loudmouth Russians. Where did that go? Uh, oh, I have an unintentionally hilarious uh, story about the Russian intelligence services and Putin trying to score a uh, PR victory. Stay with us. Russia's foreign minister, Lavrov, said, quote, the danger of nuclear war is serious. It is real. It cannot be underestimated. Yeah. I hope that's not true. Yeah, it's a lot like sitting there playing poker with a guy with one card in his hand and he just keeps playing it. 
Well, there's some concern, though, about if Russia ends up... This is a weird situation to be in with a war. You want to defeat your enemy, obviously. They're murdering children and raping raping old women and little girls. So you want to defeat those bad guys. But there's the belief that if you defeat them too much, too quickly, they'll use nuclear weapons because they won't have any other option. David Ignatius of the Washington Post reporting on the state of the war machine in Russia. As I ask about the the effects of our economic sanctions, uh, the two uh, uh, companies that make tanks in in Russia have had to stop production. There are no more tanks coming out. The the companies that make missiles that they're firing in such numbers, they've fired a thousand ballistic missiles at Ukraine. They're running out of supplies. So the Ukrainians have as many tanks now as the Russians on the battlefield for this giant tank battle that's going to kick off any day. Uh, the Russians can't make any more tanks, and they can't. They're out of missiles. They can't make those either because of these sanctions. Does that put Putin in a position where what else am I going to do? Either I either have to surrender, quit, I guess, uh, or go, you know, try some other weapon. Well, suddenly get serious about negotiating, although given the stated stance of the Ukrainian leadership, I'm not sure where those negotiations go. I mean, they're, they're just they're 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 two stated goals. The Russians and the Ukrainians are completely incompatible with each other. Well, you, by the we, way, you, I would have headlined that clip uh, tanks for nothing and I missile you more every day. That would have been my headline. Wow. As you know, that's long been my dream career is writing headlines for news stories <laughs> for a fifth grade newspaper. <laughs> Ouch! Tanks Ouch. for nothing. That was a little aggressive. And I'm not going to missile you more than ever. Uh, to what Joe was just talking about, and the Ukrainians not really wanting to surrender much. President Zelensky has spoken to this himself, and ultimately he has to define uh, what victory ultimately looks like. But he has said himself he wants no Russian forces, no Russian troops any, in any part of Ukraine. And, of course, we've not, uh, the international community has not um, approved of or, or, or authorized or, or accepted uh, their occupation in, the, in Crimea or in the Donbass region. Mr. Mr. Zelensky has been clear he wants all Russian forces out of his country. It is a sovereign state. Tucker's always talking about um, the, 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 like the, the permanent Washington class that fights wars and everything like that. And I don't know how accurate that is between the newspapers and the State Department and the Pentagon and all that sort of thing. But it does seem, between the writers I was reading in the Wall Street Journal and commentators on cable news and some things said by, well, the State Department and the Pentagon, that the decision has been made in the last three days that, Now, letting him have some of the East and the South means he has way too much Ukraine and he will be threatening the rest of Ukraine forever. That's that's a non-starter. We can't allow that. We have to push him completely out. It seems doesn't it seem like that decision has been made? the, the, The tide is certainly going in that direction. I, I'm very wary at my advanced age of making bold predictions about the future, having been uh, you know, fooled more than once, like well, the rest of humanity. The goal, rather not whether or not it turns out that way. Because the that, edi- that's clearly true, yeah. The editorial board of the Washington or the Wall Street Journal wrote over the weekend that no no no, letting him have chunks of the east like he talked about is going to lead to chunks of the south, and then he's gonna move into Moldova, which they have talked about a couple of times, and Kiev will constantly be under threat. That's not okay. And then I feel like the government policy matches that attitude. So I, I think our official policy now is, no, you got to get out. 
you got to get completely out of that country, and we're going to give the Ukrainians everything they need to boot you out. Well, and honestly, if uh, Russia is facing the supply problems that, uh, was that Halpern was talking about, David Halpern? Um, uh, if they are uh, facing such severe problems, and Ukraine, meanwhile, is enjoying a never-ending uh, pipeline of armaments from the West, or at least uh, not anytime soon ending, yeah, I can understand why people would state that goal and have a decent chance of achieving it. It sure is a change from, say, six weeks ago. God, I'd say. There were the worst sort of milk-toasty statements that clearly meant we're going to give them enough guns that they last a couple extra days. The Ukrainians. Well, but how could this be a war that's going to go on for maybe decades if the Russians can't build a tank yeah, anymore? Yeah. Great question. Uh, keep in mind, I'm going to say a third of what you hear is absolute bunk. Uh, anytime there's a story like this, it's just mm-hmm. garbage based on nothing or it's mistaken. So I just I don't know. Uh, but I came across a Twitter thread that I found so interesting uh, from Mark Hurtling, who is a general in charge of the American forces in Europe and the Seventh Army, I believe. Um, and and he, the, the thread starts like this. Not terribly long, but he says, a few folks suggested I've been bold in some of my predictions accompanying the analysis I provided on CNN regarding this conflict. If you watch CNN, you probably know Mark Hurtling. Handsome devil, gray-haired. Uh, beyond tactical assessments, there are two primary reasons I've said Ukraine would win this fight. Uh, and here's a, a short string. Reason number one, conventional joint and combined arms operations are hard, really hard, exceedingly hard. Coordinating actions of tanks, infantry, artillery, engineers, air defense, air support, naval ops, amphibious landing, special ops, logistical support, that's tough. Doing so takes intense training of individuals and their specific skills, exercises the build the capabilities of interprofessional teams who pull those skills together, the understanding of complex equipment and doctrine, communicating intent, and great leadership. It also takes a vision, planning, exercises, and supervised execution using transformational versus transactional leadership approach. All this takes time, determination, and repetitious training, but all of this develops teamwork, trust, loyalty, and camaraderie. Here's where the rubber meets the road. Good militaries understand all this, and good military leaders ensure it happens. Nations rely on leaders to ensure this exists for when the nation is threatened. Less than good militaries put conscripts under arms, field equipment with inherent faults, and allow corruption. Any good military or former military leader can see all these things when assessing militaries. It's not that hard if one has experience in the arena. But the second reason I've been bold is because I had the chance to see how seemingly small things contribute to big failure. Right after giving up command of Tank Brigade as a young colonel, I was assigned as a commander of the operations group at our Army's National Training Center. At the NTC, we trained large units to prepare for combat. As a brigade commander, I thought I was pretty good, but in training other brigades, I realized how much I didn't know. When units train at the National Training Center and other sites, they fight mock battles against a tough opposing force for a couple of weeks. Every every one to two days, there's a pause in the operations with an after-action review showing the good and bad things the unit's doing. Good units polish their good things, fix their bad things, and the battle resumes. After three weeks, units and their leaders are darn good. Not-so-good units don't accept critiques, don't fix broken processes, repeatedly allow small issues to turn into big problems, and don't reflect on their own leadership failures. After a few months on the ops group team, anyone can quickly tell the good from bad units. 
Beyond differentiating from good and bad units or how tactics should be applied in successful maneuvers, National Training Corps ops group teams can almost always predict the results of any of the mock battles that are part of the scenario before they take place. A few years after serving at the NTC, after combat tour, I was assigned as a new brigadier general to command the Army's European Training Center in Germany. They have a center similar to our NTC. It's got a different name. There, U.S. and their allies train young soldiers, develop sergeants as leaders, and exercise large formations in combat operations, etc., like he was describing. The few times I observed the Russian Army in training and exercises or talked to their leaders, they did not seem to be, quote, good units. Comparing the two armies, even with seemingly different quantity of equipment, the expectations seemed obvious to me. The next phase of this illegal invasion will soon play out in eastern and southern Ukraine. The already exhibited Russian organizational issues, lack of manpower in regenerated units, poor equipment, dysfunctional logistics, horrible leadership, and low soldier morale will only grow. The Ukrainian army faces challenges, too. Large-scale conventional combined arms operations are even more difficult than less grand tactical fights we've seen so far. Managing logistics, etc. is going to be very challenging. But again, I'll be bold in saying Ukraine will persevere. I hope it's not seen as hubris. It's just an assessment based on my bias about who will best face the challenges of combined arms warfare and which is the learning army. Yeah, and then you man, you cannot underestimate the 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 motivation. Those Ukrainian troops, they get up every morning with a "What can I do to get better?" The Russian troops, they have no interest in getting better. They just what want can to I do to go home. What can I do to get out of here? Or fake an injury or whatever, or you're wanting to steal and rape because you're some sort of whatever that is. Um, I have certainly seen a whole bunch of generals say. I don't get the predictions of Russia having the advantage here. This is the same military as a couple of weeks ago. They got stuck in the mud and ran out of gas. Uh, they're not going to get better overnight. What, what's going on here? Well, and again, one of Hurtling's key points is that uh, the bad units, the units with the dysfunction, they don't learn. They don't get better. They actually get worse. So you've got great team chemistry and enthusiasm on one side and a bunch of people who don't even want to be in the game on the other. So a lot of the left is worried about Elon Musk taking over Twitter. Some interesting information came out yesterday over which parties your big tech companies contribute to. We'll see if you're worried about a right-wing takeover after you hear this. Stay tuned. and Elon Musk have reached a deal for the billionaire to purchase the social media company and take it private. The board agreed to the deal this afternoon, accepting Musk's $44 billion deal. $44 billion. Imagine, imagine having so much money, you think it's a good idea to buy hell. <laughs> was approved today by Twitter's board of directors, which I assume consists of crying Michael Jordan, keyboard cat, and the distracted boyfriend guy. <laughs> well, this makes sense, I guess. Musk is doing, you know, he's, he's used to, he does the impossible. That's what he does. He, he, he sees something impossible and he makes it happen. He, building the most sought-after electric car, blasting off into outer space, and now somehow making Twitter even worse. <laughs> 
Um, distracted boyfriend guy. That's one of the best memes out there. It really is. But I wonder how many of you even know what we're talking about. Uh, play Charles Payne clip number 52 there, Michael, because he makes a pretty good point about Twitter that we've mentioned before. This is a business guy with Fox. Just to underscore this point, uh, 10% of Twitter users create 92% of the text, 92% of the content. Of that group, 69% are, are left-leaning. So this is obviously not a, a, a platform, a public square that reflects the face of the United States or even the world. So, uh, you know, even if they let it naturally migrate to what it should be, I think it would be a level playing field for, for more voices. And that's what we all want. Most people aren't on Twitter and only a small percentage of the people on Twitter are, committing, are uh, making all the t- tweets. I do believe wholeheartedly that Twitter is important, though. I, I, to, to dismiss it because of that, all the people that make the the noises that lead us in various political directions are on Twitter. They're why Kamala Harris is vice president. They're why Joe Biden won't do anything about the border. They're why all kinds of things happened around the pandemic that you don't like because of the Twitter crowd. Right. It's it's misguided and it's dumb and it should probably change and it probably will change, honestly. But, yeah, the world we're living in right now. Yeah, that very small percentage of people who lean by 70 percent or so left uh, have a huge outsized influence on the national conversation. Hey, Alex, did I leave my phone out there either by the coffee pot or on the counter? Can you look for it, please? I cannot function or do the show without my phone. Elon Musk is automatically one. Thank you. So did I leave it on the counter or by the coffee pot? By the coffee, on the counter. Uh, Elon Musk is now one of the most important publishers in all of publishing in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Overnight, which would be kind of exciting, I got to think. Isn't he busy enough trying to get us to Mars? If this turns out to be a horrible business decision, which I think is very, very possible, that'd be a heck of a thing if human beings don't get to Mars because he thought Twitter was worth more than it was. Yeah, yeah. I think SpaceX is pretty well capitalized. But, yeah, I could see a set of circumstances unfolding where, yeah, yeah, things go nuts. So I came across this yesterday, which I thought was uh, kind of amusing. Concern that, well, I'll just read the tweet. I fear Elon Musk could undermine the ideological diversity, equity, and inclusion at Twitter, which currently maintains a careful balance of 99% for one side. <laughs> well said, my friend. So this is, is this is well documented because you can get these numbers. Employee donations to midterm candidates by party last election. Netflix is the most monochromatic in that 99.6% of Netflix employees donated to Democrats as opposed to Republicans. Wow. 99.6%. Oh. What you know? I'm sorry. The, the 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 conclusion is obvious. We ought to get back into this. Yeah, we used up all our time. I didn't even get yeah. to Twitter yet. Um, and some of the other companies. It's pretty interesting. But no wonder the employees are so upset. They they all, and I mean all, almost literally true, have the same politics. Right. In a fifty fifty nation, as we've said many times, the the bizarre subculture. Well, not bizarre. It's just. It's a monochromatic subculture of the media is so distorting. Yeah, the rest of these numbers are interesting. Stick around. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Netflix. Today, their stock price dropped over 35% after they announced they had lost 200,000 subscribers. That's a lot. Explains why they've changed their pop-up message from, are you still watching, to, come back, please, I can change, do you want DVDs again? (laughs) Netflix is blaming the loss of subscribers on a combination of factors like the growth of competitive services. Yeah, they're not the only game in town anymore. A lot of stuff that used to run on Netflix and put it on their own services. Yeah, like Star Trek. That used to be on Netflix, now it's exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Paramount+, Plus, a mountain of reruns we never thought you'd pay for. <laughs> Netflix is also blaming the subscriber slowdown on password sharing and vowing to crack down. What? Absolutely not. You have the legal right to use your ex-girlfriend's password until she gets married. Then you return it to her as a wedding gift. <laughs> That's a full week old, Michael. How did that end up on our sound sheet? 
He said Netflix lost 35% today. That was a week ago. And that information about the passwords and everything? That was on last night's show, yeah. Well, that must have been a rerun, because that's a full week old. Yesterday's humor. Quit wasting my time. I Um, guess the writers are behind. (laughs) I'd say by a full week. I heard something interesting about Netflix, but what do we got coming up, Joe? Signs warning you of highway deaths cause more crashes. Interesting. I've read about that before. Drive carefully. X number of people died causes more people to die. I heard something interesting about Netflix before we get back to uh, Elon and Twitter. There have been studies done. I was reading a discussion of why Netflix is struggling now and a variety of ideas and Somebody making the argument that they just have too many shows and a lot of them are crap. And that is true. I I hadn't thought about it until I heard somebody say it. You have to scroll through so many shows and like 99% of them are stuff I have no interest in. And there have been studies shown that one of the reasons Trader Joe's does so well as a grocery store is that they carry two kinds of spaghetti sauce. As opposed to your other market you go to where they've got 50 kinds, and we actually prefer, subconsciously, just a couple of choices. And I'll choose one. As opposed to, there's a whole wall of these. You would think that selection would be a benefit, but it, 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 it actually isn't. Yeah, I can I can believe something counterintuitive like that is true. And Netflix or like would be, highway signs that warning you you could die will kill you. And Netflix <laughs> would be better off having, you know, I don't know what the right number would be, but like 50 good things to choose from than 600 things to choose from, most of them mediocre. Interesting. Um back to another tech company and the reason we were talking about Netflix is th- the this information is available and it came out yesterday in wake of the freak out about Elon Musk buying Twitter. And uh, I saw this tweet. I fear Elon Musk could undermine the ideological diversity, equity, and inclusion at Twitter, which currently maintains a careful balance of 99% for one side, which is only a slight exaggeration. So broken down by tech companies, Netflix employees donating money to midterm candidates last election, 99.6% of them donated to Democrats. Wow. 0.4% to Republicans. Wow. That's some pretty thorough intellectual purity right there, ideological purity. As Joe pointed out, in a country that's locked in a 50-50 debate, that's what we keep hearing. We're dead lower. You know, we're we're fighting because we're exactly a 50-50 country. That's why we've had contested elections, blah, blah, blah. Not at Netflix, where it's 99.6% Democrat. In second place is Twitter. The right-wing Elon Musk, which is going to ruin Twitter. Well, he may for the employees that 98.7% of them donated to Democrats. So round it up slightly, and you're at 99%. To oversimplify it uh, in words that even a middle schooler could understand, the reason they're freaking out at Twitter is they've had a stranglehold on the platform, keeping it far left. And that stranglehold is threatened. They talk about losing democracy and... And how dangerous it is. But that's just uh, harem scarem. That's just trying to scare people. All of these companies are up around 98%. Airbnb, Apple, Stripe, Lyft, Google is 96% of the employees donate to Democrats. Wow. Salesforce, Facebook is 95%. Tesla, Elon's own company, is 94%. 
eBay, 94%. PayPal, 92%. Microsoft, 91%. I mean, you know, we're way down the list now, but still, 9 out of 10 of your employees vote for one party. That is extraordinary in a 50-50 country. And all of these companies that control so much of the flow of money and information in this country. Right. That is that is the really insidious part, is they are the information conduits for a lot of society. Oh, sure. Uh, the company my brother works for in rural Kansas, I'll bet it's 99% Republican, and Trump in particular. But they don't have any influence on anything, that company. Yeah. Whereas some of these companies really, really do. Um, what was my follow-up going to be? Then? Oh, so... Following up to that, this poll that just came out from Harvard-Harris. And this is a legit poll that um, has a lot of credibility. 58% of voters said they would support a moderate independent presidential candidate if if the contest is once again Biden versus Trump. 58% are open to that idea. A majority well, it's of not voters going to happen, but it does indicate something about the electorate for sure. I agree with you. It's interesting you say that, though, as some of the highest paid, best known pundits in America put it at between 50 to 90 percent likely that it's Trump versus Biden. Which just goes to show you that uh, you get to be well-known and highly paid, not by being right, but by saying things that sound interesting, I guess. We're better than them. They can, they're, they're, they're not stupid, but they're full of crap. What percentage of respondents in this poll don't want Biden to run for a second term? 63% of Americans don't want Biden to run for a second term. When has that happened? This idea is a bunch of malarkey. LBJ? Can... And then, other than that, in the last century, I mean, that's extraordinary. Wonder what percentage uh, want to see him finish his term, and then if you uh, were to say uh, if uh, if the vice presidency were filled by a non-moron, would your answer be different? Only thirty-seven percent of Americans want Biden to run for a second term. Wow! I said, you kidding me? And 55% don't want Trump to run again in 2024. 45% would like to see him run again. So that's roughly the level of support, practically. I mean, he got, what, 49% of the vote, and 45% of people would like him to run again. So Yeah, keeping in mind both those questions, uh, the uh, substantial part of the answers are people waving their team banner. Of course. As opposed to answering the question, you know, literally. Uh, in a hypothetical matchup between Trump and Biden... Trump would win 45-43. How do you like that? I mean, with all of the media, save Fox and the New York Post, going, you know, willing to blow up journalistic rules to make sure he is ruined as a politician in this country. Right. He still prevails 45-43. To be fair, that's within the margin of error. I'd call it a tie. But the fact that it's still a tie is extraordinary when you've got the forces you have lined up against you. Which brings us back to the topic we've touched on several times uh, throughout the morning, is that these media overlords represent such a exclusively far-left group of people, and they so badly represent the rest of america it's it's not a shock that a lot of the support i think that coalesces around trump or people like him is because he's the enemy of my enemy 
people have caught on to the fact that these uh, media super elites are are just not only are they you know uh, dishonest in that they don't represent who they claim to represent but they're so haughty they're so uh, demeaning and and condescending toward normal people and their needs i just there's a tremendous amount of resentment built up against them and anybody who's willing to take them on gets uh, you know a measure of support so I have a tendency to not stop talking, and then our segments go on too long, and then uh, we have trouble jamming in what we had planned, and Joe's got something really good planned, and I had told executive producer Mike Hansen that he should come in here and stab me in the eye with a fork if I talk past roughly now. He said, I could just stab you in the thigh, which mm-hmm. is a good point. It would, it, would, it, would, it, would, it would accomplish what it's supposed to accomplish, and I wouldn't be blind. So that's, that's why he's in the position he's in. Right. I went way too far with the stab me in the eye. Barbaric! But that was why I... Here he is with a fork. That's why I will shut up right now. He's actually... Actually, yeah. Break the skin. Break the skin. (laughs) Do it for real. We'll be right back. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. The world's so freaking dumb. Everything's dumb. Everything I read about Elon and Twitter is just dumb. I know it. That's why my favorite Armstrong and Getty t-shirt is the one that says never-ending parade of stupid on the front of it. (laughs) Which you can uh, purchase at a bargain rate and uh, keep for yourself or give to a loved one at armstrongandgetty.com. Helps to keep the fellows on the payroll during these challenging times. I don't want to overlap the Twitter conversation again, but what you said is the headline of the whole thing. The, The loudest voices on both sides are going to be disappointed. Oh, yeah. Elon is going to find out that, yeah, uh, moderating content is full of subtlety and, and difficulty, and it's not going to be quite what he hoped. It's going to be nowhere near the hilariously overwrought cries of the left they're predicting it will be. I mean, they're just, they're, they beclown themselves so effectively. Um, it's just, it's going to be a muddle. I, it will absolutely get better from the perspective of, of, of somebody on the political right or, or just honestly, anybody who's looking for an honest broker, the 98% liberal uh, uh, Twitterverse as it stands today, I'm talking about the company itself, how can that possibly yield a, a result that's anywhere near fair? It doesn't. It's wildly unfair. Oh, speaking of tech platforms, have you heard about the new uh, How to Write Woker uh, Google program? They're going to encourage you to do more inclusive writing if you're writing on any of their platforms. What? They're going to jump up and suggest better words you could have used. Yeah. So that next hour, plus, oh, oh boy. Plus, some of the numbers currently along the border of people, I used to say sneaking into the country, they just walk into the country. The Mexican authorities are trying to keep them from from jumping into the river, but once they do, they just walk across and walk in the country, and we have to let them go into our country. I mean, what other choice do we have? Those numbers are just astounding. Stay with us. There's a headline that, as usual, uh, just uh, circulated in your right-leaning news outlets about the president's uh, ne'er-do-well son, Hunter. But more importantly, Vice President, now President Biden, Hunter's closest business partner. This is Eric Schwerin, with whom he uh, founded the Rosemont Seneca Partners Fund that had so many hundreds of millions of dollars flow through it from various foreign governments and foreign entities. His business partner made at least 19 visits to the White House and other official locations in the 2010s, mostly, including at least one sit-down with then-President, Vice President Joe Biden in the West Wing. Now, the defense from the left is usually disingenuous, but it's usually, um, well, that's the president's son and his business partner. Joe Biden didn't do anything wrong. It's just so obviously an influence peddling scheme. Joe Biden thought he was going to be done after serving as vice president for a couple of years because they told him loud and clear, no, Hillary's next. And so he and Hunter went about selling uh, influence and access as aggressively as they could. Last Made- grab, last cash grab on your way out the door. Now, Hunter, I, you're a loser. I could, I could get that after decades of trying to be pretty careful around those rules. At the very end, he thought, okay, well, let, let's, uh, let's loosen them up a little bit here. Well, right. And I think in a very real way, Hunter became a lobbyist for foreign powers mm. using Joe's uh, uh, access, obviously, as the vice president and a long, long time senator. That alone really is great lobbying you, uh, bona fides. And if you knock up a stripper or two on the side, you know, what's, what's the harm? 
Well, right. Yeah, it happens. So, uh, but anyway, Hunter got full time into the lobbying, and Joe was planning on following him out the door and becoming part of that same entity. Then, to everyone's shock and horror, they uh, they ran him up the flagpole. Um, but anyway, there's all sorts of information on this. It is absolutely clear, unless you want to believe that Joe Biden just hit it off with this Eric Schwern. Charming fellow, but they both carefully avoided any discussion of the hundreds of millions of dollars of business that the boy was doing with Eric Schwern. Um, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely laughable. Um, so it's clear that uh, Joe Biden was part of the uh, influence peddling scheme, but they will uh, soft pedal it, slow walk it until he's out of office. Um, and you know what? Honestly, that might be better for the country. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I that that is that is where a lot of scandals go. That ultimately, it's decided this is not going to get us anywhere. Turning this into an investigation and dragging the country through this, whether yeah. it's I think whether it's January sixth or this. Because the January 6th thing is going to come to an end as soon as the Republicans take the House back. Right. Yep. Indeed. Uh, and, and and other investigations will, will uh, take the center stage, and most of them will come to nothing. Anyway, a couple of transportation stories for you. Uh, first from Blue Blue California, then Red Red Texas. Car Center California is on its way to outlawing the construction of new freeway lanes in almost all of the state. Instead, diverting billions of tax dollars toward green projects to achieve racial equality and climate goals. What's the theory behind not adding lanes to highways? Uh, the author of the bill, Christina Garcia, an L.A. Democrat, Los Angelinos know her act plenty well, uh, say creating new freeways is racist because it displaces low-income residents from their homes. Those residents uh, must live in those areas because that's all they can afford. So any expanding freeways is racist. I don't see that many homes just like right on the edge of the freeways I'm driving on. I'm not sure anybody's going to be displaced at all if they add in the lane. But. Yeah, well, that's the that's the argument. It's racism, racism. And then in Texas, they've done a study and found that 4.5% more crashes occurred during weeks when the highway department shows signs that display the death tolls uh, on the highways. What? Showing highway death tolls on roadside message boards in a bid to curb crashes may actually cause more accidents, according to a new study. How could that possibly be true? Is there any theory behind this? Absolutely there is. They distract drivers. Oh, you're the, looking at the sign. Okay. Well, as you're looking at the sign, talking about the sign and thinking about the sign, it causes attention but blindness or inattention blindness. The same reason talking on a hands-free cell phone is not an iota better than talking on a cell phone up to your ear. It's not about your ear. It's not about your hand. It's about your attention. But isn't that a argument for not having hot chicks on Budweiser billboards? Who's oh. making that argument? Or, or don't they mind their own business? Or, okay, come up with something else that's distracting. But no, I hear you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yes. Yes, it is. Absolutely it is. Said the study co-author at the uh, University of Minnesota, people have limited attention. When a driver's cognitive load is already maxed out, adding on an attention-grabbing, sobering reminder of highway deaths can become a dangerous distraction. My cognitive load gets maxed out very easily. Yeah, I hear that. That thing's shiny. Whoa. Increase in deaths is comparable to rating, raising the speed limit three to five miles per hour. All right. That's fine. That's super. The speed limit. What is the speed? I don't even know what the speed limit is in most places. No. I, I just go with the flow, man. That's the way I am. I go with the flow. 
I go with the flow. Whatever the flow is, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. Please. A judge has ordered a... The government pay... The taxpayers pay for a sex change operation of a federal prisoner who's going to be out in a couple of months anyway. Could pay for it themselves, but we have to, among other stories we could get to. (sighs) Oh, plus, I've got to get to... Putin tries to grab the PR reins of the Ukraine conflict and screws up miserably. I want to hear that. I also want to hear the thing about Google is going to suggest different words if I'm not being inclusive enough in my writing. And I'm sure you're not, you bigot you. God, I avoided being part of the Google world forever. And just finally, with the Zoom classes... Google Classroom, there's just no getting around it. You can't have a kid in school and do it. It's impossible. Well, we use Google Docs here at work and email and all sorts of stuff. And I, it's, uh, I wish I wasn't. I wish I could avoid I wish I'd tried harder to avoid it, but I don't know. I can avoid it, but I can't get the whole organization to. But Google is a non-biased tech company as opposed ah! to Elon's Twitter. Hilarious. Armstrong and Getty. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home financing provided by victory mortgage llc nmls 461249 equal housing lender we went from normal life healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or b-cell all the saint jude team came up to get cj via ambulance shortly after that i noticed a rainbow it meant that there was hope we were driving into hope To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.